Can we trust God with our pain? The answer is yes. But sometimes we find it difficult to approach God with our pain. I'm going to give you three possible reasons why one might find it difficult to approach God with the pain from our past. Stay with me. Hey friend, welcome to the Shattered in a Beautiful podcast. I'm Jeannie Smith. If your heart is hurting, no matter what your circumstances are, there is only one healer. Through biblical content, I will teach you how to experience whole healing and soar into great purpose. So let's get into today's show. Grab your favorite coffee, journal, and Bible. It's time to dig in and unwrap your gift. Hey friends, before we jump in today's message, I want to share some exciting things with you. One is my new book that just recently released called The Gift. And in this book, you're going to discover freedom, joy, fulfillment, significance, and purpose that God has for you. So if you've ever struggled with anger, unforgiveness, depression, grief, or wounds from past decisions or circumstances, or even visualizing a bright hope and future for your life, then this book is for you. It's time to be free of guilt and shame from the past and step into a new view of your identity. It's time to trade those ashes for beauty like the great book of Isaiah tells us in chapter 61. So as you walk with me through this journey, through this book, The Gift, you're going to discover and embrace the healing and restoration that only God can provide. I promise you there is a message for you in this book. This message is your pathway to promise. So I want to encourage you to go ahead and get yourself a copy of The Gift. You can find it at all your favorite book distributors. It's also available on our friend Amazon. And you can also go to my personal website, JeannieScottSmith.com, and order directly from me. So go ahead and get yourself a copy of that book. The next thing that I want to share with you is a healing retreat that I'm going to be offering in September. It's September 15th and 16th. It's going to be offered in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and it will have a small availability span of 100 people. So if this is something that, hey, it's for you, you just want to get away for two days, it'll be a Friday evening and an all-day Saturday, if that's for you, registration will open next week and you'll want to go ahead and send me an email at geniesmith.sem at gmail.com. That's geniesmith.sem at gmail.com to softly reserve yourself a spot at that event. Registration will go publicly next week and you can also reserve a seat then. But don't delay because 100 seats is going to fill up very quickly. But no worries, we will be having more of those in the future. But I'm excited to share the first one with you in September. And third, I want to share with you that later this fall, I'm going to be offering a personal way to give you biblical coaching. So an opportunity for personal biblical coaching is coming your way as well. But at the very least, friends, go ahead and grab yourself a copy of The Gift at JeannieScottSmith.com. Well, Let's jump in today's message. Today we're talking about can we trust God with our pain? And the answer is yes. And sometimes we find it difficult to approach him with our pain. And today I'm giving you three 
reasons why. But before I do, I want to open up our discussion today with a love letter. What? A love letter? From me? From Zini? No, it's not from me. It's from God. And so one of the beautiful things about my newest release, The Gift, is that each chapter comes with a love letter inspired by the Holy Spirit written directly to you in regards to the topic of each chapter. And today, because of the content that I want to share with you, I thought that this love letter would be so appropriate. So I want you to just imagine, close your eyes even, and imagine God, unholy God that loves you, that created you, speaking these words directly to you. My dearest child, I am approachable. You can trust me with all your hurts. It is important to understand my character. Sometimes my children have a much too small, too cramped, too human view of who I really am. I am the great I am. That means I am everything you need me to be. I do not change. My promise is the same to you today as it was to Moses. Knowing who I am will encourage you to be like me to love me, and to respond to me in obedience by bringing your needs to me. You will be introduced to many of my great names. Seek me as you review them, and I will speak to you and show you which name you need to call me during this time of your life. Through my name, I will meet your needs and reveal my character to you. I want to be your father. Are you comforted by that idea, or does the word Father bring feelings of confusion and hurt? If it does, know that I am your Heavenly Father. I will meet all your needs that your earthly father failed to or was unable to meet. My love is greater for you. Now, child, I need you to approach me. I need you to surrender your heart and trust me. Nothing can separate you from my love. Nothing. Love your Heavenly Father. To know God is to love God. And God chooses to reveal Himself to us, His very character, through His names. And He has many names. And there's power in His names. Psalms 25 says, We will sing for joy over your victory. And in the name of our God, we will set up our banners. So, back to the three reasons why we may find it difficult to trust God with our pain. First, number one, we may have an unbelieving heart. Second, our pain has caused our heart to grow calloused. And third, we may have a misconception about the character of God. So, let's go back and talk about each one of these now. So, in regards to the unbelieving heart, for example... After my abortion, I attempted to bury my grief, turn off my emotions, and move on. I kept myself busy, thought I could handle everything myself, thought I could handle my pain. I was always running. But what was I running from? Well, what I was running from was my past, the memories. Who knows, maybe even God. And friends, you can't run away from it because that pain and that hurt, it's in your heart. It goes with you everywhere you go. Now, interesting enough, I believed in God. But my pain was so great, it caused me to have an unbelieving heart that 
he could or wanted to do anything about it. So most days I felt alone trying to hide my shame, but God was always there. He was always desiring to reveal himself to me. I was the one that was holding back and staying distant, not him. I clearly did not know God's nature and his character because if I did, I would have went running into his arms. I would have embraced the healing that he had for me. But the enemy will speak lies into you and make you feel like you're shameful and not good enough and not worthy enough. And he will define you by your past and your sin. Did you hear that? He, Satan, will define you. God never did that. God says you are loved. You are worthy. You are my beloved. You are my child. You are everything I created you to be and nothing can separate me from your love. Nothing can separate your love from me. So God creates this open arm philosophy. But Satan lies to us and makes us think that we need to stay away. We're not good enough. We need to isolate. So, But this is clearly not God's word here. It's not the message that God has for us. I've always imagined myself as a little girl when I understood God's character fully the way that I needed to. I always pictured myself, even now as I'm clearly approaching 50, I still imagine myself as a little girl that's wanting to crawl up in daddy's arms. My Abba Father, my Heavenly Father, I just see him and I see myself crawling up his legs and just cuddling up in his arms and letting him hold me and rock me, and comfort me, speak to me, teach me, heal me. It's an amazing thing. Can you imagine yourself doing that? Can you run into the Father's arms? That's what we're talking about today. We're talking about He is approachable, and His arms are huge, and they're wide open. And let me tell you something. His arms, His embrace, it can handle anything about you. It can handle anything you've ever been through or done. He has already overcome it on the cross. Cross. Now, let's talk about the second reason is that our heart has grown calloused or hard. And there's things in life that can cause us to feel that way. There's things in life that can make our heart become hard. We've gone through hard, difficult things. We have felt all alone. Religion, religion has caused a lot of people to run away, right? God didn't call us to religion. He called us to an intimate relationship with his son, Jesus. Religion condemns us. Jesus forgives us. Religion confines us, but Jesus sets us free. Religion can hurt us, but Jesus heals us. Religion makes us feel like we will never measure up, but Jesus says we are blameless in his sight. And so instead of running away, We need to run towards the one who chose us and love us because it's not a religion, it's a person and it's Jesus. And because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our sins. And it is by grace, it is by grace that we have been saved and God raised us up with Christ. And the word says, seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 2, 4 through 6. So it's about grace upon grace. Oh, sweet friend, let that sink in. Because in his fullness, we have received that grace, grace upon grace. 
The world, the enemy, yes, even our flesh will condemn us. Listen, the world, the enemy, and our flesh, those three things will condemn us. But Jesus came into the world not to condemn us, but to save us. Now, those are not my words. That's his word. John 3, 17. Look it up for yourself. Test the word. It says, Jesus came into the world not to condemn us. He broke the barriers of religion. He came to save us. He is a compassionate, loving God. He is full of mercy. He is righteous. He is holy. And he is love. He is love. L-O-V-E. And he came to save you and to love you. He came to heal you. He came to pour his mercy all upon you. And he wants you to fully know who he is. And just like the letter I read to you, he is everything that we need him to be. He is the I am. That means to you, sweet friend, that no matter who you need him to be, in whatever season of life that you're in, he is able. He already is the I am. Finish that sentence for me. Who is it that you need him to be right now in this season of your life? Do you need him to be Jehovah Jireh, your provider? Do you need him to be Jehovah Rapha, your healer? Do you need him to be Jehovah Shalom, the God of my peace? Whatever you need him to be, I promise you, he will be. So I don't know if you've ever researched the names of God, but I want to give you a little bit of homework. I want you to, maybe you have a great book at home that describes some of the names of God. I don't know. If you're a believer, you may. If you're not a believer, or even if you don't have a resource at home, get on Google and just search the names of God, the biblical names of God, because God revealed himself and still does today through his names. He has many names. Research those names, and I want you to pick out a name, the name that you need God to be right now, and I want you to begin to call out that name. I want you to begin to pray to that name, and I promise you God will make himself known. That's when he truly becomes your personal Savior. When you begin to call upon him, when he meets your personal need in only a way that he can, that's when he will become your personal Savior, and you will become to know him in a way that you have never known him before. So I'm going to challenge you to research a name of God that you need him to be right now and begin to call out that name, claim that name, and pray to that name in the mighty name of Jesus. He is the I am. And I want you to know that at the time of whatever painful experience or circumstance that you've walked through, he was there. He was there. He was there at the time of your painful experience. He didn't cause it. It had nothing to do with it. Because we live in a fallen world, and I've told you that so many times. He didn't inflict that pain upon you. But he was there. And he hurt with you. He wept with you. The Bible says he wept. He grieved with you. It was never God's plan. Listen to me. It was never God's plan for harm to come to you. But we live in a fallen, sinful world. What he does promise is that our present sufferings are not worth comparing the glory that will be revealed in us. That's what Romans 8, 18 says. He also promises that in all things, 
God works for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. And I got good news for you. That's from Romans 8, 28. We have all been called according to his purpose. We were all created to love him, to serve him, to bring him glory. We have all been called, but few answer that call. Few turn around and run into his arms and embrace that calling. And I'm encouraging you today to do that. To do that. That's where you're going to find life, abundant life, peace, wholeness, healing, joy. Why would you not? Why would you not? The options are his love, joy, and peace versus pain, sorrow, destruction, loneliness, despair. And what I love more than anything is that no matter what we've gone through in our life, if we are willing to run into the Father's arms, He is going to take that experience and that pain, and He's going to bring goodness out of it. It's a done deal. So today, friends, God is urging you to trust Him. And in order to fully trust Him with our deepest pain, we've got to understand His character. So that brings me to the third reason people have difficult in approaching God, and that is the misconception about the character of God. He desires to make himself known to you. We have to understand his character because when we understand his character, it makes it a whole lot easier to approach him. So even though we have thought less of ourselves, God never did. He looks upon us with love. Because this is his character, love, and it is a gift, a free gift. He has seen all of our failures and our flaws, and he still calls us friends and his beloved child. So no matter how hard we try to hide our brokenness, we're not hiding it from God. God's grace will find us and put us back together again. Did you hear what I said? Let me, let me, let me just say that again. This is a powerful word right here. No matter how hard we may try to hide our brokenness. God's grace will find us and put us back together again. And I wonder, how might God's grace be searching you out right now? Is it through this podcast episode even? Is it through a song? Is it through a friend? Is it through a sermon? Is it through a word? Is it through a prayer? Look around. Be watchful of how God's grace might be searching for you right now to put you back together again. Oh, it's nothing that we can do, but all about what he can do. He is the master craftsman who weaves us back together again. In my research of learning more about God, going through my hardship and my pain personally, I discovered that God really loves to reveal himself in our deepest points of pain. It's in the deepest times of crisis that he reveals himself. It happened over and over in the Bible, and it still is the same truth today. My grandmother always said that the Bible was a great treasure, but you had to be willing to discover it. And it is so true. God will make himself known. God will perform miracles in your life. He's right there. He is waiting to be found. He is waiting to be discovered. He is waiting to perform a healing in your life. He is willing and waiting to come to bless you and restore you. But it does require a little bit of work on our part. I mean, I had to be willing to roll up my sleeves and do a little work to uncover my gifts and my treasures. I had to be willing to be vulnerable and 
surrender my heart to God and say, Lord, here I am. I want to know you more. I want to discover more. I want all that you have for me. And that led me to digging into the word of God and learning about his characters. And, you know, it's just like if you're in relationship with someone, you and I, we could have a meeting right now. We could have a meet and greet over a warm cup of coffee. And that would be fun, wouldn't it? And I'm making myself available to you for that cup of coffee. We're going to set a date. We're going to go sit down and we're going to talk and get to know each other. But in order for you to really get to know me and for me to really get to know you, we've got to ask some questions about one another, don't we? We have to dig a little bit. We have to digest what we're learning about each other. And as we do those things, we learn more about our personalities, our character. You will discover through our time together as we meet and greet several times, not just the first time, but several times, you will discover, hey, there's something about her I like, or hopefully there's something about me that you like and you want to continue to meet with me. You want to build a relationship with me because you're getting something out of this relationship and it's blessing you. Well, it's the same with God. He's just there waiting to have a conversation with you. And as you have that conversation, you're going to, dis to discover that this conversation is blessing you and you want more of it. And you want to learn more about this person of God and who he is and his character because you want more of that blessing. And so you're going to show up. You're going to do the work to schedule another appointment and show up and meet with him every day so that you can continue to get these treasures and the blessings that he has for you. So I hope that analogy helps you wrap your mind around how simple this is. So let's recap. We talked about the three things that causes individuals to have difficulty in approaching God. It's first the unbelieving heart. So, hey, I just don't think God can do anything with all this pain. Second is the heart has grown callous. Uh, and that could be from hurt, from pain, from religious spirits, whatever it may be. The heart has just grown calloused, believing that God doesn't want to do anything with their pain. And then third is not understanding the character of God. So now let me ask you, which of those three categories do you fit into? Or maybe you have a totally different one. But whatever it is, I am asking and praying that today it will change. That today will be a day that you say yes to approaching God with your pain, knowing and trusting and believing that he can do something about it. He is able, he is willing, and it is a done deal. All you have to do is say yes. As we prepare to end today, I want to tell you something. God is such a nurturer. The definition of nurture is to give tender care and protection to a child, a young animal, or a plant, helping it to grow and develop. And I bet many of you listening find yourself to be a nurturer. Maybe you're a parent. Maybe you love animals. Maybe you're a great gardener. And you know what it takes to, to be well at those things. You know the time that you put into it, the tender loving care that you put into it. You really have to nurture. And that's what God is. He's a nurturer. He helps you grow and develop. He never leaves you or forsakes you because you require tender care. It's just like how we parent our babies. Imagine as a parent how you would look over your infant and as they grow into a toddler, you would help them tenderly love them and help them develop and take care of their boo-boos and things like that. I want you just to imagine that who you were, who you're being even right now to your 
children, how much they mean to you, how you're helping them, caring for them. God is the same, but magnify that. He is the perfect parent, the perfect nurturer, and he never stops looking over you and caring for you. It's us that neglects him. It's never him that neglects us. This is a beautiful picture of who God is in our life, who he wants to be in our life. I pray even right now that God is stirring your heart. I pray that he is awakening you to his love and the role that he plays in your life and wants to play in your life. I pray that he is awakening you to the need you have for him to nurture you. It is a need that can only be filled by him. Do you hear me? It is not a need that can be filled by anything else. It can't be filled by the world, by drugs. It can only be filled by him. The truth is, there has never been more of a desperate time and need for the presence and the nurture of God than today. We must be enveloped by his nature if we're going to survive. Our relationship with God is a safe and intimate place. You can trust him. And we are indeed heartsick. This world, this culture is indeed heartsick and in need of this intimate and safe place. We are in need of this God that nurtures. The world is crying out for him. Truth and love made simple. That's who he is. Friends, I hope you have a wonderful week. I love you bunches. God loves you bunches and live life abundantly. If you like mommy's show, leave a review. Hey, before you go, if this podcast has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to leave a review and subscribe to the Shattered and the Beautiful show. Next, hop on over to the Shattered and the Beautiful private Facebook group where you will find a network of friends with daily inspiration. You can reach me at JeannieScottSmith.com. And lastly, please share the episode or review in your social and tag me at Smith Evangelistic Ministries. I cannot wait to meet with you again. Stay tuned for more life-giving podcasts coming your way. Thank you.